can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 611. We need to reboot the show at this point. This is this is stupid how many episodes of this <laughs> podcast there are. Um, my name is Lucas. I am the one who introduces us all at the beginning of the show. Um, however, I am not the progenitor of the modern incarnate of Infendo Radio. That title goes to Eugene Allen. Eugene, buddy, friend, pal, co-worker. Um, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm the um, original um, Infendo vampire that bit all the rest of these guys, so they're my underlings. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Uh, go to Infendo.com if you want to find out how great we're doing. Otherwise, you know, just enjoy the show. Enjoy the stream. Yes, enjoy the stream. Somebody who's always enjoying streams is Justin. Holy Justin. crap. Yes. Sorry, a giant spider is just wandered past me. <laughs> As you can tell, he's very focused on, on the, sh- well, on the focused show right until now. The, until, you know, the giant spider walked by. Um, Justin, when you're not being accosted by giant spiders, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin, and you can find my Disney and Disney World-related writings and podcastings and other ings at thedisneyparkbench.com excellent truly excellent people we have a show for you tonight we're going to talk about a little bit of news that's piquing my curiosity and some stuff that these guys found too which will probably be interesting not as interesting as my news but interesting we're going to tell you about the games we've been playing and how great all those are so um we don't need to take a break. I don't know why I'm setting this up like that. Let's get right into it. Um, I am a member of several DMs on Discord because I'm very popular. And in one of those groups, um, my friend just revealed a couple hours ago that apparently we're getting a Knights of the Old Republic remake for um, that Star Wars game that I like so much. Um, This is the Bioware RPG that I'm always talking about and telling you guys how much I love and how much I would love to have it be remade because it's such a good game, but it's really old and everything. We're getting a remake. Um, Now, unfortunately, it seems to just be the first one right now, which is a shame because the one I really played a lot of was the sequel. Um, I liked the sequel a little bit more, but I I am... intent on playing the first one too and and experiencing everything it's got to offer um for those of you who don't know i guess like this game is like to me what like i'm not a big star wars guy like i've watched all the movies i think they're fine steve but um (laughs) i just i i i don't i'm not like super enthused by them or anything they don't do a lot for me um, I, I think people hate me when I say that I think out of all of them, I liked the 2000s ones the best, the prequels, because they were a little bit more, like, action-y and animated and stuff. But they weren't as boring and, like, gritty and, and weird as, like, the modern ones were. I just find the old ones, like, really cheesy, because they were, like, 70s movies or whatever. But um, but I like the universe of... I'm, I'm, I'm done bashing on everyone's favorite series now. <laughs> we'll save that for the Breath of the Wild segment. But, um, but I like... The 
the for universe that Star Wars has. I, I I like the universe Star Wars has created. I don't really like the movies that much, but I really like the the world and all the characters and all the designs and stuff. You know, and Knights of the Old Republic lets you become a Jedi or a Sith in that universe and kind of explore this whole like all of these characters that that join up with you and have varying degrees of loyalty based on your decisions and the path that you choose. You get to you get to choose which allies to befriend and who to get close to. There's even like a relationship segment, at least in the second one, where you can actually like, you know, get together with somebody and like form like a super special bond, also known as love, I guess. Um, you can make your own lightsaber, you know, you can you can kill people off. It's just it's a really cool game. Um, I remember in the sequel, when you play as a as a woman, you can even like do like the the dancing at like Jabba's palace is like a part time job for a segment. Sure. Like there's a quest where you have to like infiltrate Jabba's palace and everything. Um, I don't think it was pod racing, but there was like a race that you could bet on. There was like an in world card game. You could visit taverns and like it was just oh was so much fun. I really like these games. So I can feel I'm, your um, uh, love for this game pulsating. It's actually getting me excited. <laughs> Oh yeah. I was oh, yeah. really like hoping that this would come out on Switch. Thus far it doesn't seem like even if they just ported the original Xbox version, because um, mm-hmm. I think the Switch would be the perfect place for it, you know, portable and all that. But I will hold out hope. Um, the developer of it, Aspire, um, has released some other uh, Star Wars games. They re-released uh, Episode One Racer and the Jedi Knight games. Um, so maybe they're working on this for the Switch, but right now it seems to be a timed exclusive for, what was it, PS5 and PC? It's a timed exclusive for PS5. It will be coming to PC at a later date. We don't even have a date for PS5 yet. Probably, I would imagine, as as early as next year, but... Who can who can say? I don't think there's been any official date release announcement yet. So yeah, unfortunately, you know this is a Nintendo podcast. No news on a Nintendo port, but get it Bummer. on PC. It's worth it. You'll like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the that, that's the way to go. Anyways, if you've got a somewhat modern laptop, I'm guessing the Steam yep. version will be able to well, handle it. You know, you know. Well, and if I remember right, one of the versions on Steam of the originals, either one or two, because I know I've got them both on Steam. Again, I didn't really put as much time into one because I really bonded with like the characters in two as a kid because my dad had it on the old Xbox and I used to like play it at night and stuff. You know, it's funny. Um, I just realized I have it on my Xbox One. I think I don't know whether it was a Game Pass game or I bought it on sale, but like I could have been playing it all this time on any of my Xbox systems and. You know, again, just the the time commitment. <laughs> sure. Well, bust it out. What, what I was going to say was um, one of those games, I think it's the first one, is not gamepad compatible on Steam, as I recall. So, like, I, I hooked up my controller, I went to start playing it, and nothing happened. And then I looked it up, and they were like, yeah, there is no way to use, like, a controller with this version of the game or whatever. So, like, that was kind of a weird experience, having to, like, mouse and, and keep, you know, keyboard it. But, right. yeah. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be nice to actually play it with a controller, I assume. I assume that's what they'll do for a Steam <laughs> release, but... We'll I see. would hope, right? Uh yeah, I mean, so. it would feel kind of awkward not to, especially since, like Justin was saying, the old ones were on the Xbox, you know? So. Mm-hmm. 
All right, well, that's my news and everything I wanted to talk about tonight. Do you guys have anything interesting that we can discuss? I mean, I do, but I... Uh, all right, well, let's get it out of the way now, because it could come up and change the system, but um, I was planning on bringing it up at some point tonight. Uh, and, Lucas, you'd be the only person with any experience with this, um, but um, I'm sure you've heard all of the... Uh, news about the sonic colors glitches and oh how like crazy buggy it is right. yeah so um let's talk about that i yeah. guess for so, a moment so apparently uh sonic colors has some pretty egregious uh graphical glitches on the switch version but also that these glitches have been blown out of proportion because they only happen after a specific um, thing has been done that you're not likely to do during regular gameplay and it's easy to fix so like it hmm. have you run into this is this like a terrible game breaking thing so remember how like crazy hype excited i was for this game last week and how it was like coming out at midnight and all that stuff and i've played the first level so far um Uh-oh. so no like i i haven't experienced it yet i'm looking forward to digging into this game but um, no, I, I oh I really okay. Haven't. I thought and you then, were saying that you only played the first level because like it was glitchy as hell and I hated <laughs> it. And but no, it's just that you just haven't no. I I I like woke up that morning before work. I played the first level. I clocked in, and then that night I went back on Warframe, and that was that was my experience with Sonic Colors so far. So looking forward to experiencing it. What I will say is apparently it's only thirty FPS on Switch. Um, it's, uh, it, it's not as pretty as you would hope on the Switch, at least on handheld, you know, maybe on con or on, uh, I was going to say on console, on TV play, like it's better, but, um, yeah, I, I played it on handheld and it's fine, but it very much looks like a Wii game, you know, like it does, it does not look shiny and new and, you know, pretty and everything. It, it looks like a 10 year old game, you know, so that's a bit of a disappointment. I do remember there were a lot of bloom effects and I'm seeing a lot of bloom in the game, like every which way. So, mm, well, that you apparently know. is one of the things that tends to glitch out when you get the glitch, but. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember who. I think it might have been Nintendo Life that did a um, a video about it and said, "Yes, the graphics get really messed up, but you have to like go to the main menu and then, or or you have to be in the level and then back out to the main menu and then back into the level in order to." trigger the glitch and it's just something that's not like it feels like one of those things that the internet is blowing out of proportion because you know the internet does that sort of thing i was just wondering what your experience was with it i'd love to play this game because i've heard it is you know one of the few good sonic games (laughs) since that's a that's a very since that's a very justin way to put it but yes since the genesis (laughs) slash arguably dreamcast era um the Sonic games have been critically and commercially hit or miss at best. <laughs> and this was one of the kind of uni- universally praised uh, Sonic games. So I was really interested in playing it. I was just curious whether anybody else had encountered any like game-breaking glitches. But it seems that you haven't. And maybe your story Not will change next week. Not so far. I'm pretty sure my Switch is asleep right now at the beginning of the second level. Like, I don't think I've even touched my Switch since the last time I played. So, yeah, no. 
it's waiting for me. It's just a matter of like, when will I prefer to do that over farming for time-limited resources in the online game that's taking up all of my free time? I was going to say, it seems like your Warframe is like, even maybe more well, so than when Grendel's Cave was engulfing my life for like two months. That seems like what you've got going on with uh, Warframe, you know? Well, it's like, um, and, and I guess we can kind of deviate into this for a minute, but that is kind of like an issue that I have with gaming today, is that like, a lot of games really do ask for a lot of your time, you know? And it's 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 enjoyable. To, it's not like work, you know? It's not like, oh, I gotta grind out these 50 glemflarks or I'm never gonna have enough gadash to modify my shoopdru. You know, it's it's not like it's not like that kind of like like painful stuff. But it's just um you know, it's like kind of gone are the days of just sitting back on a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to sound so old and, and boomerish right now, but but gone are the days of sitting back and just popping open a game and playing it because you like the story, you know, or because you just want like a simple experience kind of thing. It seems, for, for me at least, it seems like lately it's all about like, I got to get that dough, I got to earn that cash, you know? Gaming that's, is a lifestyle. Like it's, That's kind of yeah. how I feel with Mortal Kombat 11, which is funny because for like the first two years I had that game, I barely played any of it. And then mm-hmm. suddenly discovered, hey, I can actually earn coins and unlock more stuff by doing these challenges. So every day I log in, I check and see what there is to purchase, I do the challenges. And, like, that's usually about a half hour every night that, like, it's mm-hmm. become my Animal Crossing. Like, it's the game yeah. that I play every night because I got to do yeah. these things or they'll disappear. Well, well, and there's, like, a community incentive, right? So, like, the other night I was playing and I wanted to farm for this particular thing that I wanted to get. There's a there's a prime character that I wanted to unlock that are hidden behind. They're not really loot crates because you don't pay for them, but they're, like, crates that you have to open with, like, in-game, you know, currency and stuff that, that has a random chance of dropping what you want. And I found this group of people who were all going for the same thing, and we ended up, like, communicating and friending each other and, like, going out on other missions to like get the things that we needed to do the first thing and it was like a whole there was like a communal experience to it you know i started going into the market and like buying and selling stuff that i don't need for like in-game currency and stuff. it's like it, it really does feel like stepping into like an mmo which is really fun but um it's just so different from sitting down and just playing pokemon snap for like an afternoon and just not you know it's not about the achievement it's, it's, it's about just experiencing something you know? I, totally... I haven't done enough of that lately I totally get that because um, there's just something about diving into a game that you know is going to have like a definitive end, right? Like anymore, every game is like, yeah. oh no, you know, you're going to have to. I remember in when one of the first times I experienced it in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, actually, there was like the prestige system, right? You get all the way up to 40, but hey, if you want to like go all the way down to level one again, we'll give you like a little star thing or whatever as on your avatar. So you, everybody would you mm-hmm. know, keep going all the way back to level one. But then I, for me, it was like, well, I don't really want to go back to level one. I don't want to have to go earn all that stuff all over again type of thing, you know? So I, um, for me, I, I just, uh, I miss when games had an end. A lot of games just don't end anymore, you know? So I'm with you on that, Lucas. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of excited about, you know, a new Metroid game. Because, you know, you're just going to sit down. You're going to play it for, you know, a dozen hours or so. And you'll reach the end. And then you can put it away. Like, those are the type of games that I would normally buy 
physically because I know that after, you know, I put my time into it, I won't have to carry it around with me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'll um I'll be talking a little bit more about that when change the system comes around because I've got some stories, but yeah, no, exactly. When I finally do sit down and have my like you know, Sunday afternoon gaming session. I know the game I want to play. It's Bug Fables. I've had that game on the back burner for like six months, you know, and I just, I haven't touched it. So excited to sit down and just play it just for the the experience, you know, because I know I'm going to love it. I played like the first chapter and I fell in love with it. But yeah, I just, I haven't been doing that kicking back kind of thing and just relaxing and playing a game. I should really, I should really make a habit of like once a week even, just switching it up and playing something like that. More like reading a book than playing a game, you know? It's, yeah. uh, we'll do that. that. It, it, I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's it's we'll kind of nice. I, although I will say that for me, um, this is a, a weird tangent, but like I'm the type of person who when I'm eating something, I have to like eat the whole thing of one before I move on to like the next side. Dish. Oh, so I'll have to eat like my, all of my geez. cores. Oh, see, now I'm, I the, I'm the opposite, which explains my... my See, I, I'm the opposite, which explains why my games never get finished. Because, you know, like, if we go out for sushi, I'll get three different sushi rolls, and I'll eat one of each, then I'll eat another of each, and then I'll eat another and then usually end up taking half of it home, and then, I, you know, doing it that way. I am um, chaotic neutral when it comes to eating food. <laughs> I will mix and match whatever. So, like, I might be like, peas and mashed potatoes is the taste I'm craving, and I'll do that. Then I'll be like... Country fried steak and mashed potatoes with gravy. And then it's peas and country fried steak. And, you know, like just whatever whim suits me at the moment. And I feel like that's how I play games too. Which is why I've been playing nothing but Warframe. Because like every night when I'm done with everything and I'm like ready to just hang out for the night, I'm like, I feel like playing more of the same game I've been playing for the last month. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, well, um, for that, that I, I was just to finish my thought there. That just, that carries over to my gaming, right? I have to, oh yeah, like finish for whatever reason. You won't I won't be ha- able to play the other games until you do Skyward Sword. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> although I do have like a, I think of my games in like two categories basically, like uh, my multiplayer game that I'm playing and like my single player yeah. game that I'm playing and I you know so basically mm-hmm. I'm juggling two at any point but yeah that's kind of how yeah, I live I my life that. well that kind of ate up our um, news segment I think we'll be right back with more of the games we've been playing so or not stay playing. tuned ask a question for the show today head over to infendo.com's community page and join our discord Collecting overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap. Hello and welcome back to Infendo Radio, guys. Um, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. It's called Change the System. We do it every week. It's a lot of fun. It's basically what you just heard, but planned. So um, with that in mind, Eugene, buddy, friend, pal, co-worker, you want to go first and, and talk about the games you've been playing? Because I know you've been playing a few that have piqued my interest. Yeah, sure. So um, I have been playing... Well, I guess let me talk... I said it was going to be short, but I think it might actually be a little longer now that I think about all the games I've been playing since last week. Oh, here we go! I finished Fusion. Love that game. Um, I Metroid Fusion. Yeah. I still love the um, dialogue between um, Samus and the commander. You know, like that's still... Adam! 
yeah, Adam. Okay, I always forget the name. Adam, how could I forget? But um, a lot of people don't, and I, I don't know. I, yeah. It just kind of yeah. added a little bit something for me. I, I, I just don't get it, you know? So, I, and I, I apologize. There's a little latency, which is why I'm always cutting you off tonight. But um, as, like, the boy who read all the manga in high school and, like, fell in love with the Metroid, like, universe, as it were, like, Other M and Fusion were just, like, the cap to that plot. Because in those comics, like, you see Samus working for the Galactic Federation under Adam. There's the whole, like, you know, plot where she goes off and becomes a bounty hunter. You see her, like, Chozo adoptive parents after Ridley kills her parents and everything. So it was, like, getting that closure with, like, the whole Adam plot between those games where, like, Adam dies in Other M and then, like, is brought back on as the ship's AI in Fusion. Like, I loved that, man. It just, it right. felt like they were really embracing, like, that that kind of side story that was never explored in the games. And I'm a huge fan of that. Like, I think that's really cool. So. Yeah, and it, for me, um, this game, I mean, it wasn't, like, a horror game necessarily, right? But, like, you know. But as the SAX. Yeah, yeah as the <laughs> SAX is stalking you and Adam, you know, gives you the ominous, like, okay, we just, you know, spotted the SAX in this sector. Be careful, so, you know, that type of thing. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe. I, no, I, I, man, I love this game a lot. It was um, a joy to play it again. I'm glad that I'm an ambassador, so I was able to enjoy it on my 3DS. Can I ask you a question about your opinion on this? Because this is kind of a thing that mm -hmm. I've always felt kind of weird about. Metroid is... I'm, I'm going to talk about Metro, Super Metroid, because that's the one that I've been playing now. But, um, like, Metroid is kind of an exploration game in general, right? With the exceptions, I think, being Other M and Metroid Fusion. Both of those mm -hmm. games are kind of linear and story and, and, like, okay, you're going to Sector 3. Now you're going to Sector 2. You know, very, very plain. They kind of take out all the guesswork and stuff. How do you feel about that? Because, like, I always feel dirty for liking those games as much as I do, right? Because they kind of throw away the... It's like a Mario game where jumping isn't the main, like, objective, right? It's like, I really like those games, but it feels so weird to like them so much yeah. because I love, like, the exploration stuff, too. See, like, I think what I like about them, and this is one of the reasons I like Zero Mission more than the original Metroid or even Super Metroid, is... It, yes, it, it, like it doesn't like give you an ex a precise path. So it says, okay, you're here, you need to go there. And that's mm -hmm. all you know. Like you know there's a little dot on the map, you have to figure out how to get there. Mm -hmm. And along the way you can do the additional exploration like, hey, this wall looks suspicious. Let me try bombing it. Or, hey, what happens if I go here? And I think like one of the things I didn't like about Super Metroid is how absolutely just head-poundingly um, opaque it can be. Um, where, like, you could just spend... If you don't have a guide, you don't know what you're doing, you could spend hours just wandering around in circles, having no idea where to go next, or what you're even mm -hmm. supposed to do. And I like that, at the very least, um, uh, Metroid Fusion, Zero Mission, Samus Returns, they say, okay, you need to go over here. We're not going to tell you how to get over here. We're not going to tell you what to do once you get here. But you know that if you're not going in this general direction, you're wrong. You're going wrong. Yeah. I think that helps make the games more enjoyable for me. I'm of two minds on that one. And it's actually kind of leads into um, the next game I've been playing um, in Skyward Sword. In that, um, 
Yes, there is a formula for Metroid, right? Like, you know, that there's, you know, since the original, you, it's kind of exploration. You yeah. get the, you know, the next item to open the next door to open, to explore the next area that's probably going to, you know, be a different biome or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a little different, um, obviously, with Zero Mission, or I'm sorry, with Fusion on that one, but I didn't dislike it, much like with Skyward Sword, where, yeah, yeah you know, there wasn't a, um, you know, it, there wasn't, like, necessarily a whole world to explore because, you know, you just kind of get there from the sky, and the sky just kind of acts almost like a hub world in a, in a sense, but... Um, uh, yeah. I still enjoyed it, you know, because it, it's it's not what I was expecting, but um, Nintendo didn't give me what I was expecting, but, it, but they gave me what I needed, basically, you know. Yeah, it doesn't right. it doesn't it doesn't detract from the experience. It's just a different kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Skyward yeah, Sword because, is but, much the same way, where it tells you this is where you have to go next, and you can just go straight for it. But you are rewarded mm-hmm. for going off the beaten path and discovering those, yeah. you know, like those those yeah. cubes that unlock the the treasure chests on the sky and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It doesn't have quite. It doesn't have bugs that can upgrade your 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 gear and stuff. Yeah, all I was gonna say was, and I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I was trying to come up with the most linear Zelda game that I've ever played, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it might be Majora's Mask because that is very much point A, point B. Honestly, I kind of think it's Wind Waker, you guys. Like as yeah, I'm thinking about Wind actually. Waker, there's a lot of there's a lot of open space, a la Breath of the Wild, but not much of it is filled with stuff, and it's very mm-hmm. much like. Go to this island, go to that island, go to that island. There's very little, like, we have to find an item to get into this island, and we're not going to tell you where it is. It's all very much like, okay, now you go here, now you go there, now you go there, now you go there, now you're done with the game, you know? Up until the Triforce quest, and everybody agrees that's, like, the the worst part. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's, like, one point where you can, like, deviate from... you can either go to this temple or that temple, but I think it's there's like yeah. one yeah. spot. Yeah, and, and but it doesn't. Majora's have... Mask has that too. Like you don't necessarily have to do the four temples in the particular order, yeah. but it's clearly designed to kind of lead you in that direction. I actually mm-hmm. had that experience with Ocarina of Time for many, many years. Yeah, I used to always do the desert temple like third. Like I would, mm. I would get like everything I needed, I you could do and it then that I... early. I knew yeah, that I would like, always... the spirit temple and the shadow temple could be inter- interchanged, but I didn't the know shadow, The shadow temple was always my last one. I want to say it might have been fourth, but I know that after I got um, through, usually with, I think, the water temple, I could go straight to the desert and do, the, and do that because all you needed really was the lens of truth to see the ghost. Yep. And then, like, you know, the ability to travel back and forth through time, which was just the Ocarina. So, huh. yeah, I think that was how I used to do it. All I remember is I used to do the, the Desert Temple really early, and I used to do the Ghost one, like, last, because I hated it. Because it felt, like, so out of place with the rest of the game, you know? So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is Now I'm just rambling, favorite. so... That's my least favorite dungeon for sure too, but uh, it's, it's I guess gross. <laughs> it's just, Which one? Yeah, yeah. The, the whichever one, not spirit, shadow, shadow. Mm-hmm. The the one that's in the bottom of the well. Yeah, yeah the one with all the dead bodies and the gross <laughs> dude that's like made out of bones and yeah, yeah and the guillotines. That, that 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 um dungeon is pretty much the entirety of Shadow Man. 
<laughs> like, take that aesthetic and stretch it into, like, a 3D Metroidvania game, and you pretty much have it. <laughs> right. Totally. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, again, like, I... To kind of finish my thought on that one, it's, uh, um... When I'm playing these games, if I'm thinking of uh, thinking of them critically, because sometimes I'm like, oh, well, maybe I would review it like this. I would score it like this, right? I always think to myself, okay, what if, like, this strip Metroid everything or strip Zelda everything from it? What if it was just a game that I was playing from some developer? Like, how would I feel about it, you know? And then it's like, well, then I wouldn't really care about, like, the old trappings of the old games type of thing. Of course... Right. You can't. Of course, that's unavoidable in some parts, right? Because of the story that links to other past games. But that's kind of how I try and think of the things. And when I'm playing, when I played Fusion, and when I play, when I'm playing a Skyward Sword um, now, I, I I just feel like this is just an incredible experience. You know, especially going back to Skyward Sword. I do want to talk about that a little bit before I pass the baton. Um, I I'm getting to a point where. I am really, really um, enjoying the story. Not that I didn't before, but like a lot of events are starting to happen. So like Groose events, basically, you know, like Groose is one of my favorite all-time mm -hmm. Zelda characters, you know, so like really um, watching him, the heel turn that he's um, he going through right now. Rose, he develops yeah. <laughs> as a character and it's so meaningful, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I love it. He's so three-dimensional. <laughs> totally. Yeah, like, he has a reverse heel turn, right? Like, he's evil, evil in the beginning. Like, he's, like, he, like, traps your loft wing and everything. But, like, the love, for the love of Zelda, he, uh, you know, yeah, he turns. He's like, the, he's, like, the creepy bully who's hitting on the girl that you like. But then you find out that he genuinely likes her and he just wants what's best for people. And, uh -huh. like, he, he learns from the old lady. And, oh, it's, it's so cool, man. I love it. By, by the yeah, way, um, that's called a heel face turn when they go from evil to good. Uh, the opposite would obviously be a face heel turn when they go from good to bad. Thank you. Thank you for I uh, want to do like correction. a thanks, professor, but I don't, I don't have a good... <laughs> no, but actually I'm really genuinely like thanking old... you for that. <laughs> <laughs> the... the it's funny because they're old wrestling terms and I couldn't care less about wrestling, but I've heard the terms used enough times that I'm like, oh, I wonder where this comes from and what it means. <laughs> right. I think I learned it from TV tropes. Oh, don't even get me started on that website. I, that's, a whole, that's a whole night of my life just gone in a flash. One night? My God. I think I've spent hours of work time, not current job, but previous job just staring at this anywho never um, never a current job Eugene, what else have you been playing that's it man that's it who's next all right um i'm yeah mine's gonna be pretty brief i haven't played a whole lot of anything which is typical but it's even less of anything than usual um i think most of what i've played besides the usual you know daily dips into picross and mortal kombat is Skyward Sword, um, and I really just wanted to express one opinion I have on that. Um, one of the biggest complaints of Skyward Sword is how linear it is, and I and how like there is no open world exploration like there are in, in all of them. And I think what contributes to the, that problem are those glowy goddess cube things that unlock the treasure chests, because I realized those 
unlock in a particular order. So, like, they could have really helped the sky area to reward exploration by you've unlocked a goddess cube and it's unlocked a treasure chest, but you have no idea where it is. So you have to explore the world to find it. Or, you know, it'll tell you where it is, but it's in a random location so that you don't always go to this island and then to this island. and then mm -hmm. So I, I wish they had done something about that in the Switch version. Um, that's really my only complaint about this um, port or transition or remaster, whatever you want to call it, is that they didn't randomize the, the goddess cube slash treasure chest thing because I think that would have really helped make the game feel a little less linear and make exploring the sky more rewarding. But besides that, I mean, sure. everything Eugene said, like, I, I, I like that it kind of points you in the right direction and you always kind of know where you're going and, and what to do. I... I I didn't like it the first time I played it. I've grown to to appreciate it. I think in the complete absence of it with Breath of the Wild, it's nice to kind of have the flip side of it where, you know, like Link's Awakening and Skyward Sword, you have these very linear experiences. And again, piggybacking off of what Eugene said, um, you know, I think both Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild suffer from being compared to the rest of the franchise because they're both on such opposite ends of the spectrum oh skyward sword is too linear after you know twilight princess oh breath of the wild is doesn't have any structure after coming off of you know come the on though that's just that's just me that's <laughs> <laughs> the whole um, internet but you know like i like i i, I like zelda games and I like Skyward Sword for what it does well. I like Breath of the Wild for what it does well. I've said it before. I think I would enjoy Breath of the Wild a lot more if it wasn't a Zelda game. For that exact reason that you gave, Justin. I think if it didn't have that legacy to hold on to, if it wasn't the only thing keeping me from getting another quote-unquote proper Zelda game in the next 10 years, I think I'd, I'd be totally into it. You know, And my biggest gripes with it are just that it kind of replace something that I really enjoy, you know, and has and has kind of become the new mainstay, at least for a while. See so. and, and, and I and I I think have an easier time compartmentalizing it where, you know, this is a game. Yes, it's part yeah. of this series, but this game is its own game regardless of what else came before or what else comes after it. And yeah, yeah and I get where you're coming from, where it looks like Zelda's going to be open world for well, a that's, while now. Well, and, well my, my yeah. biggest problem is just I haven't really had what I consider a Zelda game since, like, 2013, 2012. I would, and, like, we're looking at another probably five years before I even get a chance. at the, You know, that like, that's my thing. It's like, oh, man. Like, I would I love to see, like, the 2D top-down Zelda games carry on the, yeah. the, the, the linear dungeon structure with loose exploration and then the 3D be, you know, the open world with some structure. You know, mix and match it. But, yeah, I totally get where, like, yeah. know, if if you're used to this and then you play that, how it can be jarring. That, that, or I've said it before, just make it a side game where I get to play as like a Goron or a Zora or a Deku Scrub instead of Link. That would be fun. I'd really like that. I would love to roll around Breath of the Wild world as a Goron. You know, like I that would be the peak really, for me. Like, I, I really, really, really 
wish that they the tingle games and all the like the prince and zelda side mm. games i really wish those took off because i like yeah that. honestly same you know like i was playing tingles rosy rupee land like a long while ago for one of my videos and it was fun. It was a fun, weird game. And I liked it a lot, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, like like variety, you know. And, and uh, uh, kind of ties in with what you were talking about with Star Wars earlier. Where, you know, like, I, I grew up on the original movies. I loved the prequels. I am lukewarm, but don't <laughs> hate the sequels. Um... And then, like, all this other stuff comes out. You've got Rogue One, which is... It's Star Wars, but it's its own thing. Like, you can enjoy Rogue One without knowing anything about Star Wars. Um, same with Solo, you know? That's more... You know, and, and The Mandalorian, like... The Mandalorian's not really... At least Season 1 isn't really Star Wars. It's the Lone Ranger. It just happens to take place in the Star Wars universe. And... You know, I love, like, the flexibility of some of these franchises like Zelda, like Star Wars, like Mario, where they can take these characters, put them in something absolutely completely different, still have it feel familiar and comforting, but also kind of pull the rug out from under you and say, here's something completely new, completely new you didn't expect. Um, that said... There's absolutely nothing completely new that you didn't expect me to say that I was playing this week. So now that I've kind of given my opinions on what works and what doesn't about Skyward Sword, Lucas, what have you been playing? Other than playing one exactly. level of Sonic Colors. Yeah, I've been playing exactly <laughs> two games worth mentioning, and I'm going to oh. start with the obvious one. But I'm not going to say anything yet, because Justin has something else to say. I'm I just going to... Th- one sentence here to finish off my, my change of system. For whatever reason, I decided to go back and replay A Link to the Past on the Nintendo Switch Online. So nice. when I'm not playing Skyward Sword, I'm probably playing A Link to the Past. <laughs> Are you far yet, or have you just started? Um, I, I believe I am... I've finished the first two dungeons, and right now I'm kind of going around and exploring everything that I can to get all of the like pieces of heart and stuff, um, mm. and all the upgrades I can before I go to the third dungeon. So I don't have the Master Sword yet, but you know, I'm like I haven't played this game in years. It's one of my favorite games of all time, aside from just Zelda. So I really want to like sit back and enjoy it. It's so weird how quickly that like early almost almost like tutorial segment of the game goes by before you get to like the main chunk that is like the especially, seven dungeons. Especially when you've done it before. So oh, like, yeah. I could I could probably bang out the first three dungeons and get the master sword in just a couple of hours if I wanted to and mm-hmm. it's just weird because I remember the first time I played it just spending weeks and weeks and weeks just yeah. exploring and getting lost and getting lost in dungeons and well let's that's a great segue so now i'm going to talk about exploring and getting lost in dungeons because one of the games that i played a lot of this weekend was metroid super metroid on the nintendo uh, whatever we have the switch that's the one that we're <laughs> playing it on um so when we first got the switch um for my dad which was a God, what was it? A Father's Day present? We got it a few months ago now. It wasn't his his birthday's in October. It wasn't Christmas. Anyway, we got him a Father's Switch Day. a while back. And um 
I think it was Father's Day because I hit you up and I was like, "Hey, man, I got to get the internet set up for him before he get before he opens it." So like, let's make that happen because we're all on an Infendo family plan because we love each other. Um, so before anything, he now has Mario Golf. We just picked up Mario Tennis, so he's been playing a lot of Mario Golf. Um, tennis has been a little bit harder to get into because, as you guys recall. Kind of a weird game. Like, we started it up, and it starts out in, like, the story mode and everything. And we're like, oh, my God, why is this a thing? Like, why do we have to hear about how Bowser stole the mystical racket of Marbala before, you know, we can even get into the main game? Um, so this Saturday, we were like, hey, let's sit down and really finish up Metroid, Super Metroid. We played, like, the first hour or two of it. Um, we, we played it, man. Saturday, Sunday, we, we pumped it out. Our total clear time, we finished it, was five hours, which is impressive for me because I usually take like 20 to play these games. I'm sure it's not that great, though, because all we got from Samus was like our helmet. She didn't take anything off for us, so, you know. <laughs> but, um, memorable, like, like, key things about it. Right about the time we got to Meridia, which is right before you get the gravity suit in the haunted ship area, that was when every now and then we had to be like, all right, let's look up what we're doing wrong. You know, because again, unlike the newer games, there are no guides here. So you're, you're literally just wandering the world trying to find stuff. We see like the lava filled area with Ridley. I'm like, I don't think we can go in lava yet. So we, we avoid that. Then I'm like, where do we get the freaking gravity suit? Like everything we need is gravity. And I, I Google like just gravity suit. And they're like, you get this during the haunted ship segment. I turn it off. I'm like, haunted ship. We're going to the haunted ship. <laughs> so um, we had to do a couple of those. By the end, things were getting intense. I, I redid the Ridley fight about... 12 times before I finally took him out. Like, it was... I don't know if we were, like, low on energy or low on missiles. We had, like, over half of the energy tanks in the game, 35 super missiles, like, 80 regular missiles. Like, I got to the point of desperation where I was rolling around, dropping super bombs, waiting for him to swoop down. I always remember dude, Ridley the, being hard. I always do. The... The AI is insanely smart for a game that old. If you drop a super bomb and he sees it, he will go back up to avoid getting hit by it. Like, <laughs> just ridiculously smart AI. <laughs> I have never See, thought I don't need, I like remember it. having that much strategy. Mine was just dodge and shoot, dodge and shoot. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it became, like, at first I was just like, oh, I'll just spam all my missiles straight up while he's tail attacking me. By the end, I, it was like, okay, he can't hit me when I'm doing a screw attack. So I'll screw attack, one missile, screw attack, one missile. Then I'll jump down, then I'll drop a bomb. Screw attack, one missile, screw attack, over and over again for like an hour and a half. And then we that, finally took him out. That battle really, like, I don't usually think of Metroid boss battles as being strategic. Be, you know, like you think of like platformers and stuff like, you know, Mega Man and, and stuff like that, where you have, you know, like a pattern that you have to follow and you dodge yeah. and then you, here's your window where you hit or Zelda where you got to yep. stun them. And like, I don't usually think of that in Metroid because you have like, like there's no way to not get hit in a boss battle in Metroid. But the, um, both the Ridley and the uh, Mother Brain final battle were really tests of how little damage can I take and how much damage can I deal because if I don't get this ratio right, I won't make it. <laughs> so for Mother Brain, yes, Eugene, were you gonna? I, I was just gonna say I had to look it up because I I remember 
what I used to do for that, um, there's like that secret technique where you like use like a bunch of bombs and a bunch of missiles or whatever, and then you can restore all your health. Um, I remember really? I, used, uh. I remember I used to ha to do that um, halfway through the battle or whatever. So here it's called the restore energy. It's called the crystal flash in the player's guide. Um, this is shown wow. in the intro. You must have at less than 50 health, including reserve tanks, at least 10 missiles. 10 super missiles and 11 power bombs. Go into the ball and hold L, R, and down, and um, you will restore your energy. That's ridiculous. I heard about cool. that, and I think it's something that they didn't even discover until like the past few years. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, well no, no, it was in the player's guide, actually, so if you had the guide, oh, it really? was in there. Well, I didn't know about it when I played Super Metroid, but. Well, I also had save stage so. few years. Well, during the mother brain fight, the first time um, I thought we took her out, then she starts hitting us with that rainbow beam, and I'm <laughs> like, okay, no, this is supposed to happen, right? Like, this is what happens, then the baby comes in and saves us, and then it's the final fight. And I get the rainbow beam, and then all of a sudden it's, and I just die. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess it wasn't supposed to happen. So this time I'll dodge the attacks. <laughs> And then finally, like, uh, you know, we, we won, and it was really cool. We saved all the little animals in the little hiding place at the bottom of the planet. We escaped. Okay, so the first time I played that game, I didn't do the animal thing, like where you do the wall jump. I didn't know then... that they were a thing. Yeah, no, uh -huh. I know. <laughs> uh, I felt really bad about it. I don't remember whether I saved them or how many. Um, I just remember when that timer started counting down, I, like, got a gotta go fast <laughs> but then as i recall because i think if if i remember right in the like in the metroid timeline or whatever um i think fusion takes place right after super metroid am i wrong it's, there because in i mean all right fusion is metroid 4 i don't know what yeah. like what the span of time between them is yeah but um, well, all I all I remember is in the next game, like in the intro cutscene, like all the animals from Super Metroid are like in the ship with you, which I thought was a really cool touch. So right. like, that was that was really neat. Um, that's Super Metroid, guys. But uh, real quick before we wrap up the show tonight, I want to keep talking about the game I've been talking about for the last few weeks, which is Warframe, which I talked about during the last segment too. There is a magical feeling that happens when you go from like being mediocre at a game to starting to get really good at a game. And part of the reason why I'm getting really good at the game is because I have a really good build now, so I can actually play, like, the hard stuff. But um, I was I found the character that I really like, Goss. He's basically the Sonic character, right? I think I talked about him last week. He moves really fast. That's his whole gimmick. He is fun. He fits my play style really well. And I was looking up stuff online because I was like, I want to find... I want to find a build that I can work with. I want, to, I want to find the right stuff to equip to my character. I want to play really well. I want to start doing like the really hard stuff. I want to be self-sufficient in this game. And um, I found this one guy on Reddit or whatever who um, was telling about his build and going over like, well, this is what you need to know about this character. He's good at this. He's bad at this. He should use this. He should use that. And, and like in his, in his little like signature or whatever, it was like, I've put like 2,000 hours into this game. I was like, okay, so this guy probably knows what he's talking about. So I basically copied his build verbatim. And it's a good build. I'm really, really happy. Like, I can do stuff now in this game that feels 
really good. So I'm having you, a really good time playing this. So you were like, saying really la- you were saying last week that you felt mm-hmm. like you were being carried basically through the you yeah. know, as you were been playing. Yeah. So you're not feeling that way anymore. You feel like you're like one of the guys. Yeah, no, I I feel like I can do my own stuff now. You know, like I'm starting to I'm starting to so a thing that I have a lot of trouble with in online games is communicating with strangers. Like I just I don't like it for some reason. You know, it it it, <laughs> it sets off my alarms and everything. So like I've actually started like I don't like talking. it for many reasons. <laughs> I've ta- I've started talking to people like now when I play like public missions, but I still like to play a lot of solo stuff. And like uh, for example, they just opened up this thing that people hate, the Thermia Fracture mission that's up for the next 2 weeks. And one of the things that I really want from it is a reward for doing it enough times. It's a mod for your gun that basically makes you run faster. And it's like the last speed mod that I need to run as fast as I can with like a build that doesn't suck. So like I'm, I've been, I, I did like that right before the show started. I did like my first Thermia Fracture thing. And I, I was like able to do it, like no problem. You know, like they, were, they weren't that hard. They were like level 40 enemies or whatever, but I was doing it and it was like, okay, I can actually pull this stuff off. Like it feels really good. So I'll be curious to see when I get to like the end end game content, if I'm as successful, but Right now, I can take on pretty high-level stuff without getting, like, destroyed, which feels good, you know? I don't feel like I'm, like, completely weighing down other people when I play online. So. That's always a good, nice that's always a good feeling. When, when you feel competent, yeah. you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm with Yeah. <laughs> so now what I did, what I did the other day is I looked up this guy's guide for, like, how to figure out how to build any character, basically, right? He's like, go to the wiki, see what their abilities are, see what, because there's all kinds of different things, right? There's, like, ability duration, there's ability efficiency, ability strength, and they all affect different abilities in different ways. So, like, now I'm starting to actually learn, like, how to build characters. And, like, I, I just unlocked a few more that I'm interested in trying. And my, my, like, project for myself is, like, okay, let's work on, like, turning these characters into workable things and see how well I can do without having to, like, you know, leech other people's builds to, like, you know, come up with what I think sure. will work best kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just, it's been fun. You know, I'm enjoying it. So I've got, like, kind m- of more characters own. printing all the time. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of exploring, like, all the characters that I like and kind of building a stockade of playable, you know. Because there's, like, 43 playable characters that you can use in this game. So, like, getting the ones that I actually like, like, from a design point and from, like, a play style point and everything, just kind of, like, working on those has been a real fun way to spend the time. So, yeah. I know, I know. as with all games, eventually I'm going to taper off because that's just what happens, right? You do, like, everything there is to do, and then you're just kind of, like, popping in every few months to, like, keep up with the new stuff. But I hope it doesn't happen for a while because I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> sure, yeah. I think that and, the... Uh, um, oh, oh uh, real quick. I, I think that you... No, go ahead. ...talking about this game is really making me want to play it but the thing is kind of like um justin's conundrum here right i want to play it on switch but that means that i probably mm-hmm. wouldn't get to play with like you because there's no yeah. cross play type of thing you know so like if yeah. i go well, in like i'm said, probably go ahead they're they're working on it so maybe in another you know half a year you'll be able to you know if i'm still playing it then but yeah well that that's good to know though because at least if i were to go, to start playing it i wouldn't be locked on that version without ever the opportunity to you know potentially play with you or something like that mm-hmm. you know? so that's kind of yeah good. exactly exactly yeah like if i could if i could download it on switch and play the same game like i absolutely would but that's the thing right there's no way to like transfer data or anything like that so 
it's kind of locked onto PC for me, you know? So, yeah. Well, that is everything that we've been up to, and that is our, our segment for the night. So I think with that, unless there's anything further, we are going to get out of here, guys. But we will be back next week with another episode to do more of whatever this beautiful thing is that we do every week. And we will see you again then. Adios. See you real soon. Bye-bye! <laughs>